All it takes is a click to listen to RTI online. Get exercise for your finger and exercise for your mind at english.rti.org.tw. Welcome to Radio Taiwan International. My name is Leslie Liao, coming to you from Taipei, Taiwan. Up next this hour, we have Ear to the Ground and Jukebox Republic. But first, we're going to start off with some here in Taiwan. Welcome to Here in Taiwan. Today is Monday, December 2nd. I'm your host, Leslie Liao, and joining me today is Mr. John Van Trieste. Hi there. And Miss Shirley Lin. Hello. Today we're going to be talking about one of Taiwan's gymnasts. She has been making history of sorts and a story about two stranded bikers. What happens when you get stranded up in the mountains? We'll find out. And then next up, Taiwan's museums are getting in the spirit of sports. All that and more coming up next on Here in Taiwan. All right, let's talk about this gymnast uh, that we have who's making history of sorts. Yes, Ding Watian uh, has had a gymnast move named after her, becoming the first Taiwanese gymnast to have this happened. She's not the first to try. Uh, some other famous ones, including uh, Li Zhikai, still active, oh, wow. uh, have tried, but the International Fe Gymnasts, Gymnastics Federation said no. Uh, this time, however, the move has gone through, and for all of you gymnastics lovers out there, uh, let me explain what the Dinghua Tian involves. It is officially a split leap to ring position with half or 180-degree turn. And that's been added to the code of points for women's gymnastics. So I don't know if men can do this or not. That's interesting. She's relatively young, too, isn't 17. she? Wow. Uh, she is the first Taiwanese female gymnast to qualify for the Olympics since 1968. That was... A long time ago. I think that was Mexico, go. wasn't it? It was. Okay. Wow. As, as far as Olympics go, that's, uh, that's a long quite a number ago. of Olympics ago. A long ago. time ago. Um, so, yeah. Uh, you know, I was watching the video... And I was trying, I was figuring out what, what am I watching out for? And I couldn't figure out. Then I, and then I think somehow they caught a, fro a froze uh, shot frame. Is that fast? That. that you can't even see it? I, wow. I, 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 I couldn't. I couldn't figure out because I watch gymnastics. Not oh, all the do time, you really? but still, okay. you know. I was going to say, because like when I watch figure skating, there's like, here comes the double axle, the triple axle. They look the same to me. <laughs> Triple yeah. sow cow. <laughs> exactly. So I, I'm just like, oh, is that a triple or a double? I'll take your word for it. Um, so, so you're telling me Li Zhikai has not... He tried, this. he has, and also uh, Lin Xiangwei. Uh, they've both tried. Uh, oh, wow. those, and uh, the International Gymnastics Federation didn't apparently think, for whatever reason, that that, you know, I don't know, merited a having a move named after you. Anyway, it seems to be relatively difficult. Apparently they have a difficulty scale that goes from A to J, with J being the hardest. Oh, okay, well... That's I, unconventional. I don't. Well, anyway, this ranks as a D. They could D. have just used numbers, but anyway. Um, <laughs> so J is being the more hardest. Harder. The hardest. Okay. So apparently, maybe not the hardest thing you could uh, imagine, but uh, still hard for those of us who are uncoordinated like myself. That's very true. Um, same here. Um, no word of my uh, bid to adopt the jellyfish as an official move is will be accepted or not. The but uh, we can hope. Jellyfish. It starts with a J, John. I know. It's a... I know. It's a, a bit challenging. Um, what about, does this help her chances at the Olympics at all? Or is it just being like, this girl's 17 and she's, I want to 
rule the world type deal. She's already in the Olympics, so I don't think she has anything to worry oh, about okay. there. But uh, yeah, uh, it's not completely completely 100% original. Apparently, it's a modified version of an existing element. This is according to an article written by our central news agency here. Mm-hmm. But apparently, it's original enough that they said okay. And she first tested it out at in a floor routine at the Artistic Gymnastics World Cup in Melbourne. Um, earlier this year World Cup so it's a pretty Albert. new development it seems interesting. like interesting I wonder if it was planned or if she's just like no, no, that, no that was intentional that just yeah, happened yeah, you don't, I made you don't understand <laughs> it's one of those cases where she oh I meant to do that <laughs> I meant to do that and that's actually called the Dinghua Jie yes well, well actually I think her coach um, made sure that the judges you know realized that it's a totally new move that nobody else has ever attempted yes because she wanted you know to for her for her, yeah, her, for scoring, yeah, the, for scoring. Yeah, the coaches uh, in this article, as right? Well, yeah, he applied for the move to be recognized, so it's actually she wasn't the one who intended it to, yes, show the world on the way, man, qualifying so, for the first time 41, 51 years. We'll now. see her at the Olympics, I guess, next Hopefully. year. It's my first time hearing someone naming a movement after somebody. Apparently, I mean, you they do name it. you name someone discovering a star in the sky or a comet or something, but you know, a movement. Can't yeah, you that's name really something. Boats after people as well. Yeah. Well, Why not? gymnastics moves for those of you who want to get your name out there. That's another option for you. All right. So while we're on the topic of the Olympics, which is happening next year in Tokyo, many of uh, many of New Taipei's museums, and there are a lot of museums in New Taipei, they're going to get festive with the sports. And uh, they're going to be doing this by uh, doing a lot of promo- promotional sport events. For example, the museum out in Ingo, which is very well known. That seems like a very not sporty place. Like if I you know. Kick, if it's a pottery museum. If you kick balls around in there, you're going to cause a lot of damage. That's right. So this is the last place you see it. So this is interesting, right? But what are they going to do? They For the next year, they're going to have kind of a sports bar facility what? In the lobby of the Inca Museum. Oh, is no. it like the discus throw? Like they make your own discus? <laughs> make your own discus. <laughs> That's the only pottery-related sport I can think of. Make your like own hammer toss. stuff like that? I don't know. So they're working together with local businesses, and uh, they're going to be serving refreshments and light meals and have TVs so people can watch the uh, the Olympics. Because I guess people what? watching the Olympics take away from the museum crowds. How, how, what? What? Oh, well, that's definitely original. I mean, pottery is not an Olympic sport that I can think of. <laughs> no, but... Can you imagine you, like, trying to make pottery and watching the Olympics at the same time? If it gets a bit too excited, you could really mess my, it my, up. My, yeah, I know. I'm going to mess it up. Yeah. Maybe there, this is a bid to get ceramics a recognized sport. I don't know. By the Olympics Federation. Ceramic discus. What, but, other, what other museums do we have in New Taipei that are... I'm trying to think. Is there a sports-related one? Um, There's a gold museum. No. There's a gold museum. Are they in on this? I don't know. Uh, the gold museum at Reifang, uh, they're going to have a climbing wall. Oh, so that's gonna actually a wow. recognized sport now. Yeah. That's a, this that's is a, a first year, I think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're integrating the geographical and ecological features of the museum park. But the thing is, up there, it rains a lot. I the, hope it's indoor. Slippery. Yeah, yeah, but they have a lot of rocks. They do. It's they do. rocky, so I can see that working. Uh, um, they also have the, um, the Museum of Archaeology. That's going to have an archery court installed on their grounds. <laughs> oh, nothing like priceless this artifacts is... and, ar- and archery. <laughs> Do you want to use... This is fascinating. I know. So this is all for... The... I'm, I'm guessing come Olympic time, museums are just like, oh, no, it's the Olympics again. People are going to stay home and watch sports and not come to, uh, to, to the museums. 
Dansu Historical Museum. What are they going to have? A tennis court. What? They're going to install a tennis court on museum grounds. I'm thinking because they have like a fort up there. I thought it would be like yeah. cannon battles or <laughs> something knows? like that. Jousting. Yeah. So this is, I guess this is a great way to get like, cannon battles, jousting. I'd be, I'd be there for that. Yeah. So this is one way to, uh, you know, people are getting excited for the 2020 Olympics. Since especially we, we looks like we're going to have a pretty good presence there this year. Well, it seems that they had a pretty good brainstorming session coming up with this idea. I think that that's exciting. Actually, yeah, it's, it's, it's totally... not that I'm probably going to be there. But Let's do I'm it. So can't wait to pole vault at the ceramics museum. I'm going to go shoot some arrows at the archaeology yes. museum. <laughs> this was Genghis Khan's bow yes. and arrow. You can actually use it to fire. Oh, wow! But nah. don't break it. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about, um, last week we talked about a guy getting lost in the woods, mm-hmm. and uh, this time we're going to talk about guys getting stranded up in the mountains. What is it with us getting stranded places? I don't know. Yeah. Well, we're talking about two Dutch guys. Um, they are actually uh, um, engineers for TSMC at the uh, Taizong and, and the Tainan um, factory, or, or company, rather, um, respectively. And um, so, so sometime uh, just last week, they decided to take part of their vacation and uh, rented two heavy motorcycles and biked the way from uh, what was it now, Taizong to Hualien. That's a, but then that's, so that's that's a mountainous through trek, huh? exactly the heart of Taiwan's central mountain range. Yes, and those roads will make you if you don't feel car sick before. I can't imagine doing it on a bike. Right. You'll be like, ooh. Oh, my goodness. It's quite a bumpy ride. It's going to kill your quads, man. <laughs> All right. Well, what happened was that they were riding across Hehuan Mountain, which is like 3,422 meters above sea level. And we should mention that in June when I went there, it was zero degrees Celsius at oh, the peak. See? So it's very cold up there okay, and very these high. two Dutch guys had no idea it was going to be so cold. I mean, it only turned cold these last couple of days. It's but... always cold up there. In the in the north, oh, it's always cold. Least, okay. Yeah, All right. Yeah. They have and like was... alpine flowers and stuff. It's beautiful. Right. But you you want to have a jacket, definitely. Yeah, well, I guess they didn't know better. Wear some gloves. <laughs> and it was drizzly and everything, and they ran out of gas. And then they, um, you know, uh, they tried, um, they, they were looking for the gas station, but that particular one was closed down for construction. So um, they had to turn to the police station, the only police station on Hopan Mountain. And when they arrived, they asked if um, the policeman, if they have gas. But the police found that they were all shaking and their teeth were chattering. And and so they said, hey, just, you know, come on in. Cool, uh-huh. Let's cool it. And just um, why don't you warm yourself up? And so brought them up, brought out a heater for them and then got them two cups of nice, you know, hot, you know, piping hot coffee. So they felt better. But they felt like so been taken care of, as we all know, that we have the most friendliest um, chi- uh, what police in the world, probably. And... Um, so then, you know, they left. Well, uh, the police finally gave them, uh, get, got them some gas. And then they left saying, she, 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 you know. And, um, and that's what we're saying, thank you. Well, the thing is that the police station, the, the chief, he was saying that there's no convenience stores on Hehuan Mountain. No. So you have to be prepared if you had known these beforehand. Because people, other, you know, experienced mountain climbers, they would bring coffee, they would bring packets of, um, you know, like hot cocoa, and even like ginger tea. And, and also, every now and then, uh, these, you know, experienced climbers, they would always go up there and bring like, like, um, instant noodles and cookies and fruit for the police guys in the police station mm. there. 
because they're always constantly on the alert, you know, if anybody gets lost or, or you know, gets stranded There's or need help. There's a mountain that you can see from there that has a very nasty reputation. What is it? Qilai Mountain or Qilai Mountain? You can well, see Qilai, it from there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, apparently that's one where people get in serious, have gotten in serious trouble in the oh, past. Wow. So Huang yeah. Huang is still, it's cold and remote and not easy. I mean, I had to go there on a tour bus. That's mm -hmm. the only way I, we could go. But right. definitely getting there under your own power is not recommended. How is that? Because Taiwan has these big double-decker tour buses and to navigate the mountain roads. It oh, was an interesting that... experience. Oh, Well, you, you mentioned about car sickness. Did anybody? <laughs> uh, no, it was okay. But no. uh, you have to have experienced ex bus drivers. Extremely beautiful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Extremely beautiful. Um, also, not recommended under your own power, though. You definitely go with a group, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not... Well, these two Dutch guys were lucky enough to have survived the cold, the wind, and everything. But uh, you get serious I hypothermia think... up there. Yeah. yeah it, that that's the other thing Where too. Is the police station up there? Is it high up there? <laughs> I remember there being one near the observation area where you watch the where people gather to watch the the sunrise. Uh -huh. Is it the peak? At the peak? No. It's sort of around Near the peak. the peak. Wow. Well, that's the story, guys. If you ever want to climb high mountains in Taiwan, there's over 200 high peaks. You usually need permission, and I think that's a good thing. That they too. To, the government needs to know that, like, who's up there, there yeah. and accounted for. Just to watch out for you. Bring your stuff, bring your hot teas, bring your hot cocos, whatever you like. Go with a group and experienced people, That's too. right. You heard it here at RTI. All right, so let's talk about um, the tourism industry. There are some very ambitious goals to get, what, 20 million visitors to Taiwan by the year 2030. But seeing how this is an election year, we're seeing some downturn in the tourism. Well, it's actually Taiwanese people who are not traveling. Okay. And uh, because I think a big part of this is this is an especially contentious and uh, tense year for, for people who are really into politics. Tell us why, John. Um, it's just it's just uh, two very, very different candidates. Well, three very different candidates. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think people who like one really like one and not like the others mm. um so everyone has their preference and to vote you have to be here you there's no right. absentee ballot. yeah and in fact you have to go not to where you live because you have to go to the place where your family has its household registry that's the yes. thing that uh is sort of your official address even if you it's on your id i would card, liken I it yes. to your to a permanent address in the u.s mm. No, it's different, though, because you can change your permanent address very easily. Here yes. in Taiwan, you're, it's like a separate application process. So you can move very far away mm -hmm. for whatever reason, work or whatever, but your family's official address, the place where you're registered to vote, mm. is where you're from. Yes. And that can involve mean that when it comes to election day, going to the polls, you have to travel all the way back. Right. They won't let you vote anywhere else, uh, only specific places where you are registered. This all is adding up to a very... <laughs> Not a great time for our uh, tour companies here who, are, who thrive on? sending people abroad. Um, especially in like January is a peak time for travel to Hokkaido, Japan's northern island, which mm -hmm. is very snowy. And we don't really get that much snow here. <laughs> so people love going there to check it out. Um, skiing and such. Uh, they have pushed the prices of package tours there down to the point where they can't push them down anymore because of a new tax increase in Japan. And they're still not getting a lot of takers um 
the airlines are continuing to reduce ticket prices. They're trying to travel agencies are trying to cap fees, but uh, sales are down fifty percent compared with the same. They've fallen by half compared to last year, and that's a, not just Japan that's seeing this uh, drop off in Taiwanese tours before the election. Um, there's tours to Australia and New Zealand. Those are down also half. By this month, actually, they've fallen. I think they're talking about bookings for that for wow. January. They're down fifty percent from what they normally would be, and then there's a. They're also expected to decline by thirty percent again next month. This is attributed to the election, the election coming up next year. Package tours to Malaysia and Indonesia are expected to drop by seventy to eighty percent in wow. January. Wow! Wow! Tours to China also. One airline has tickets. To Shanghai, that are as low as about sixty U.S. dollars, about two thousand NT dollars. That is so cheap. Uh, I feel I should take advantage. Well, I've, you, I've always wanted to go to New Zealand, Australia. And your fifty percent discount, man. Yeah, you have a daughter in Shanghai. But, uh, yeah, yeah. But well, I just came back from there. That is only slightly higher than a high-speed rail ticket, like a domestic sort of ticket here. It's cheaper yeah. to fly all the way there than it is to take a the high-speed rail here in Taiwan. Still, <laughs> they're expecting a lot of fewer takers. North America. And in and sort of other parts of Southeast Asia are seeing prices that are about the same as they were last year, but still, even those are seeing fewer people than normal as well. Um, they're saying that, um, yeah, people. It generally January is a bit off peak anyway because it's like before school winter vacation starts. But and so that doesn't matter whether there's an election or not. That would be a time when they would normally expect fewer people to travel generally. But this is like cutthroat uh in some cases it looks like and we can't go any lower these they prices really are rock bottom and uh so that's it they're gonna they're, they're expecting brighter returns you know brighter future starting from the lunar new year when everyone travels yes uh and then japan especially is going to be a big thing with the olympics coming up there um so you can expect prices to rebound but people are, are, I guess, maybe taking this election seriously and sticking around to vote. You see, the ultimate thing that I need to think about is, do I want to take advantage of all these low, low prices? And I'm thinking about, I'm like, we, nah, we will all be here covering the election for you. Do not worry about that. That too. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, I should still be here to we vote. We will all be here doing our civic duty and, more importantly, getting the latest election news to you that's right so stay tuned over that we also have a live stream coming up as well and um we have a lot of things planned yeah so stick around for that if you're curious about the election that's january 11th, 11th. all right 11th for it's, local time in it's Taiwan. coming up yep anyway that's about all the time we have for here in taiwan like i said coming up next is jukebox republic and ear to the ground for here in taiwan i'm leslie liao i'm john van trieste and i'm shirley lynn do not go away you guys
This is Radio Taiwan International. During a recent trip to the Middle East, I found myself struggling to decide whether I should be taking pictures or recording the sounds. But as a radio person, the sounds of Israel and Jordan were just too good to pass up. I'm Andrew Ryan, and in today's Ear to the Ground, join me for a journey through the sounds of the Holy Land. One of the hardest things for me to wrap my brain around in Israel was the incredible mixture of different kinds of people. The guy sitting next to me on the plane was a 20-something surfer with dreadlocks who had just spent a month with his buddies in Thailand. Now, he was ethnically Syrian and Arab, Jewish, which I found surprising, and living in an occupied territory in northern Israel. And in his Israeli passport, in the category of nationality, it said, undefined. Okay, now that's a confusing mixture of religion, ethnicity, and politics. But it's also a microcosm of the situation in Israel as a whole. Take, for example, the town of Nazareth. That's the childhood home of Jesus. Today it's known as the Arab capital of Israel and has a predominantly Muslim population. But it also has the biggest Christian church in the Middle East, the Basilica of the Annunciation. It's built over the site where the archangel Gabriel told Mary she was going to give birth to Jesus. So I'm standing there recording the bells of the basilica when this car drives by and this, this wonderful thing sort of starts to happen. We're treated to this fleeting mixture of Christian church bells and Arabic dance music. Now, without the dance music, those bells could be from just about any church in the world. When I went to the old walled city of Jerusalem, which is pretty much ground zero for three of the world's biggest faiths, I was struck again by how religion and ethnicity overlap. The Church of the Holy Sepulchre is the place where Christian pilgrims go to venerate the site where Jesus was crucified, buried, and resurrected into heaven. There, the major Christian religions each have their own spaces and times where they can practice their faith. Now, while I was there, the crowds were herded off to one side so that the Franciscans could walk around the tomb in procession. Now, I'd always thought that the Christians were immune from the violence in the Middle East, sort of a kind of neutral territory in the middle somewhere. So naturally, I was shocked to find out that it's not uncommon for fistfights to break out between the different Christian religions, which are the custodians over the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. Apparently, they can't even agree where to put a fire exit, so there isn't one. Outside the church, the call to prayer, or Adan, can be heard ringing out from mosques all over Jerusalem, urging the faithful to bow down in the direction of Mecca. That's something you can hear five times a day, pretty much everywhere in the Middle East. The Dome of the Rock marks the spot where the Prophet Muhammad ascended into heaven, where he prayed with Abraham, Moses, and Jesus, 
and upon his return, he urged people to convert to Islam. That same site used to be where the Jewish temple sat, and where the Jews believe that the temple will be rebuilt when the Messiah comes. All that remains is the western wall. That's a retaining wall of the mounts, not of the temple. People travel to the wall from all over the world to slip prayers into the cracks between the stones. As I was waiting to enter the grounds, I could hear the sound of approaching drums. A Jewish family was bringing their young son to the western wall for his bar mitzvah. At one point, someone gave his grandmother a long dark blue robe adorned with gold, and she and her grandson smiled and danced together to the beat of the drums. After four days in Jerusalem, I kind of got used to the ways in which the religions overlap, but I have a feeling that the prayer I slipped into the Western Wall is not the only one asking for peace in the Middle East. And of course, I don't mean a silent peace. I mean one filled with all the wonderful sounds like those I recorded on vacation. With an ear to the ground, I'm Andrew Ryan. You've just tuned into Jukebox Republic. I'm Shirley Lin. Now, with a name like Arrow Way, would you have thought it's a guy? Well, she's got really short hair, looking like a boy. But I can only say that she's both pretty and handsome. That's the impression that she gives her fans. Her fans love her, say that she's very warm and sweet, a very sweet person, very positive person. Her Chinese name is Wei Jiaying. But everyone likes to call her Xiao Wei, or well, I mean, which stands for Little Wei. This song here is "喜欢我吧 Like Me." Hãy subscribe cho kênh Ghiền Mì Gõ Để không bỏ lỡ những video hấp dẫn. 
Listening to Jukebox Republic, I'm Shirley Lin, and that was、um, Arrow Way, Wei Jiaying, with the song "喜欢我吧 Like Me, Like Try to Like Me." Well, apparently she wrote the song for her family, who、um, wanted,、uh, you know, who she wants to convince them to like her. Okay, well, let me explain. First of all, she's an independent musician. She's really talented. She's cute. She's pretty. She's handsome. Because, like I said, she's looking tomboyish with very, very short hair. She's from Taichung of Central Taiwan. In 2017, she used crowdfunding to finance her very first album. Before she became professional, she was a guitar teacher. She was a street artist. She worked at a chocolate shop. And the first song that I just played for you, "喜欢我吧 like I said, was written for her family.、Um, she wrote saying, "Like you know, a lot of girls like、uh, like her have thought about cutting their hair short." And then later, not being accepted by you know their family, and Xiao Wei herself、um, said that she, when she was just freshman in high school, she secretly went to get her hair cut really short without telling anyone in the family. Her mom scolded her till this very day, even though she said that her hair has already grown out somewhat. You know, so it's a song kind of asking her family to accept her the way she is, and it's a song calling everyone to like themselves just a little bit more. You know, and、um, she also used crowdfunding to fund her second album、uh, through Flying V, this、uh, probably well, most well-known crowdfunding platform. And I actually interviewed the founder of that, Tim Zhen, a long time ago.、Um, people really like her music because she has a very clean voice. Her songs are mostly upbeat. You know, slightly upbeat, and、uh, it's just very soothing and warm listening to her songs.、Um, she's very positive, and、um, she says that、uh, you know, if you when you feel helpless, afraid, or alone,、um, you know, just、uh, tune into her music. That's well, actually, that's what her fans say. That's why they like her music. And then the fact that after listening, you know, you would just feel healed and、uh, ready to move on. Well, guess what her, the name of her band is. Well, you might have guessed bow band, right? Bow and arrow,、uh, a quiver band. No, arrow band. Yes, arrow band. Okay. Well, this next song was her very first song. It was a hit back then. It's called 是什么夺走太阳 What took away the sun?
空了的时窗，每天的每天伤心可以对谁讲？昨天的昨天布满荆棘的时光，落在前天突然决定倔强的慌张。黑板上没有说明应该怎么想，你画的森林应该自己去闯荡。夜光下看不清，是比你黑漆的墙上夏夜晚风那些精灵的故障。黑是什么多姿太阳，多去他们。没有人要听你讲，嘿，别躲在墙角发狂，转身离开那道墙，别害怕走上前方。你有什么烦恼，走不出那些忧伤，渐渐失去了。The very first song that Arrowway ever wrote, called 
是什么夺走太阳 ？What took away the sun? You tuning into Jukebox Republic? I'm Shirley Lin at Radio Taiwan International. So Arrow Wei, also known as Xiao Wei, mostly her her fans friends call her that.、Um, she says that every time she walks into her favorite restaurant, I guess near where she lives, I, I suppose, or maybe a breakfast shop or something, the owner would call her either. Maymay, which stands for little sister, or Didi, which stands for little brother, but she says she doesn't care. She doesn't really mind,、um, you know, with her tomboyish look and everything. She really does look sweet and pretty. But then, if you sometimes when you listen to her voice, it sounds like a young boy's voice. Yeah, young man's voice. No, boy, a boy's voice. Well, anyway,、um, her her lyrics are very simple. Very simple, very easy to listen to, and just very uplifting. Well, she says she likes how her songs always give people hope, you know, give people the reason to go on. But then she said one time she got a message from someone who just broke up、uh, in a relationship, and、um, she wanted to tell her or him to listen to one of her songs to make herself feel better. But then she realized that she never, never wrote a love song. So that's how. Um, she came out with her very first love song, which is the next song I'm going to play for you.、Um, she says she really likes the MV, the music video to this song.、Um, they had all the band members playing on a big pink pasture, and it looks like it was, you know,、um, painted pink using a computer. So I think they were on a green piece of green, you know, field. But、um, it's really, really nice. You know, just the four of them standing in four corners like a square, and then it's just like on a pink, pink field. Really beautiful effect. No wonder she really likes it. And she also liked how she was reflected in the water. You know, with the ripples and everything. And then there were also scenes of her standing on top of a make-believe lighthouse with the moon hugely hanging in the sky behind her. You know, really up close, like a scene from this long time. Hollywood movie called Sleepless in Seattle with Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. Anyway,、uh, it just makes me think of that movie when I、um, saw that,、uh, watched that music video. Anyway, so here's the song. 我还是不懂 I still don't understand. Her first love song. 我还是不懂你为何离开。我还是不懂我为何等待。等待谁？总会再生，我能懂。那月迟之后，总会再圆，我能懂。那季节走了，会再回来，我都懂。但为什么呢？你却一走不回头。当蓝色天空，白色云朵消失后，那黄色旧鞋，红色。
Basically, the first line was saying, "I still don't understand why you broke up with me," and the second line was, "I still don't understand why I'm still waiting." So, very simple, sweet, you know, comforting voice、uh, song for anyone who just broke up from a relationship, or just anybody who wants to listen to her voice, her singing. So, thank you so much for tuning in to Jukebox Republic. I'm Shirley Lin. This next song and the last song is "不完美不后悔 Not perfect, no regrets. We're not perfect. 在这花花世界，如果你感到心碎，那就拍拍双肩，深呼吸一遍两遍，不够就再多做几遍。我们都不完美，去评断是非，心中的爱能多一点。今天伤害了谁，明天换谁受罪，只好学着适应这个环节。只要你放下你的。
请闭上眼，想起那蓝天，蓝色的海边，白沙覆盖你的憔悴。想一个吧，孤独大一点，别晃过去，别伤害或伤害了谁。这花花世界，如果你感到心碎，那就拍拍双肩，深呼吸一遍两遍，不够就再多做几遍。我们都不完美，去评断是非，心中的爱能多一点。今天伤害了谁，明天换谁受罪，只好学着适应这个环节。只要你放下你的刀剑。城市的渐渐不断后悔，要近一点，张开双臂，退后一步，请闭上眼，想起那蓝天，蓝色的海边，白沙铺。Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6180 kilohertz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6180 kilohertz. And in Southeast Asia, from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kilohertz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kilohertz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to PO Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. 
Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International.